Welcome to Worship Call with Bible teacher Buzz Lawback. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. This is the third day of the week in God's created order. Tuesday, November 21st, 2023rd year of our Lord. We begin this morning with George Whitten. He says, Friends, the Lord has us covered. 2 Corinthians 5-7 For we walk by faith, not by sight. And says this morning, When Corey Tim Bloom, author of The Hind Place, was a little girl in Holland, her first realization of death came after a visit to her home of a neighbor who had died. It suddenly impressed her that someday her parents could also die. When Corey went to her father about her concern, he confronted her with these words of wisdom. Corey, when you and I go to Amsterdam, when we when do or when we go to Amsterdam, when do we give our uh, give you your ticket? Why, just before we get on the train, she replied. Exactly, her father said. And our wise father in heaven knows when we're going to need things too. Don't run out ahead of him, Corey. When the time comes that some of us will have to die, you will look into your heart. And find the strength you need just in time. Many of us don't think about it, but we as humans have such a problem with fear. Fear that God won't come through when we're in need. We want insurance, insurance for our cars, insurance for our houses and our health and for our lives. We want to be insured that we'll be okay if something happens. It has become our way of life in the Western world. Now, we're not saying go out and cancel your insurance plans. But at the same time, God wants us to trust in his provision in our time of need. Recently, our time while we've deployed in the, in the States, we are truly learning the meaning of nearly never early, never late. We've been in the States longer than we've been in 20 years. And we've not been scheduling any, or we've not been scheduling any speaking engagements more than two weeks out. And yet, we've not gone a single weekend where we were not speaking and sharing. Friends, every single day since we have been here, our faith has been tested and time and time again. God has provided us in ways we never could conceive. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, and in every other way. Never early, never late. Always, just when we need it. We need not fear anything that is before us. God will give us the strength to endure everything that comes our way. He as our ticket. Your family in the Lord with much agape love, George, but Revka, Obadiah, and Elena, and this is 
another fine day in the Lord. And let's turn to our Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity once again to come and uh, fellowship in your word. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that God the Holy Spirit will enlighten us to these things uh, as we make them a source of blessing and challenge as we continue to grow. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right, all kinds of crazy things going on this morning with electronics, but that's okay. We're here, and uh, we will continue continue forward. Let me uh, see that that my screen has messed up. Let me close that. Uh, let me just open up another one. Add. And give me just a moment to do this one. Okay. And we're going to... And there we go on that, and that should be all right. All right, let me see. How's that looking for y'all? Pretty good? Yeah, I think so. All right, let's let's go back. Let's start out this morning. We are, let's go to Matthew this morning. I believe we're going to Matthew 21. Matthew 21 and Tell you what, let's let's do this as well. Let me see if I can bring this up. Let's look. Becca, Becca loves timelines. Let's let's do our time. Oh, she's smiling. So we, let's look at a timeline here. Where we are, we are in the life of Jesus, and more or less, we are looking at the life of Jesus, the Passion Week. So let's. Um, I've got that up on screen now, and um, let's go a little. Let's bring it out. See where we've been so far. Um, not far, but. Let's see. So we have Jesus. He rides into the temple complex, um, and uh, he comes to the as he's coming back into to Israel. He weeps. Well, he first of all he receives that donkey as he's coming into the temple complex. He weeps over it. He recognizes the um, what's um, first of all the lack of faith. Let's stop right there and talk about that. So. Um, Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a donkey. Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. And um, this weeping, what are two things, I could ask you a question, what are the two things that most, what, what is the one thing that elated the Lord the most and what is the one thing that broke his heart the most? Well, the first question, the first thing that excited him or enjoyed his um brought joy to his heart was faith saw faith in the woman who um she was pleading to jesus and jesus says i didn't come um i didn't come to i only came to the lost sheep of israel but she said yes but even the crumbs fall off the table and um the dogs benefit from them and he said i never had um, I've never seen such great faith, and that was from a Gentile woman. It was also the faith of the centurion with a sick servant, and he wanted Jesus to come, and Jesus was going to come, and he said, "No," he says, "You know, you are, in, you have authority just like anybody else, uh, just like me. You know, we people, we I give command to go, they go. I say command to come, come. All, all you have to say is, you know." That, that my servant be healed, and that'd be enough. And again, Jesus was overjoyed, and he says, "Never before have I seen such such faith." He was he commented on, but it was also the lack of faith. 
And when you look at Hebrews chapter uh, 11, verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please God. And Jerusalem being a place, uh, a religious center, you would think it would be the focal, the focus of great faith. Of uh, and even today, it's people would think that it's the the place of the great holiness, right on this, you know, where Jesus walked and all that. It really isn't, and um, so it is still a. A, in a lot of ways, the westernized, worldly people um, still living in there. Jews, yes, and God's got a plan for them. But he hasn't opened their hearts yet and opened the eyes of their hearts to this. So he weeps over over this. And then, and then we come back to our timeline. Jesus looks around um, the temple and returns to Bethany. Okay, Matthew, we're going to go... Into we're going to read the triumph or the uh, cursing of the fig tree again. We went over a little bit of that yesterday in Mark, I believe. And um, so he comes in and he doesn't immediately clean out. This he doesn't immediately clean out the temple. I want you to also remember that um, that this this would be the second, not the first, but the second time. He's going to come in and clean out uh, and cleanse out the temple, and more about that later. So at this point, it's the day before this, the tenth of Nisan, um, when the sheep were being brought into the home, the, those sacrificial sheep that Jesus rides into the temple, and he rides in. He does a reconnaissance look. Uh, maybe maybe that's a strong word to say reconnaissance, but he observes what's going on in the temple when he when he rides in. It's late in the day, and Jesus leaves. He departs to go back out to Bethany. And out in Bethany, he's going to spend the night with with um, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. All right. On this, he okay, so Jesus, uh, Jesus looks around, and he... Uh, and the temple, and returns to Bethany. And then he comes... Then we come into... Jesus curses the fig tree, and that's where we are. And that's where we are right now. Let's go to Matthew, and um, Matthew twenty-one eighteen. Bring me up this. There we go. Well, I'll read uh, Matthew's narrative. Yesterday we did Mark's. Now in the morning, when he was returned to the city, he became hungry. Let me see, before that. Before that, um, Jesus, Triantho, and okay, Lansing. He has this, and Matthew's account. Then it's okay. Um, let me just say this. We have four different accounts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they they and the way they write, Luke is more of a chronological, and the way they write, they have different ways. Sometimes there's a there's the donkey and the and the foal. Sometimes it's just a foal. There's um, you got four different accounts, so they're going to see things a little bit differently. It's not that they're contradictory. Everything that they say can be um, 
can be justified and um, and explained, but they're all seeing the same thing uh, with three different or four different interpretations. So with Matthew, Matthew part Matthew gives you a kind of a feeling that he came into the temple, turned it uh, turned the tables over, and that was all the same day. This is actually on the eleventh day. Um, we saw that. Here's the chronological steps to it. He 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 receives the donkey. He's riding and he weeps over his, uh, Jerusalem. He rides into Jerusalem, looks around, leaves, spends the night in in Bethany, and then he comes back the next day. Uh, he curses the fig tree, and then um, and then he comes into the temple complex. So um, so this would be. So cleansing the temple would be um, after the next day, but the bearing of the fig tree was the day before. Okay, follow me on that? Okay, now in the morning, when he was returned to the city, he became hungry. Seeing a lone fig tree by the road, he came to it, found nothing on it except leaves only, and he said to it, No longer shall there ever be any fruit from you, and at once the fig tree withered, and um, and also there's a different account where Peter observes. I think it's Mark later on. He observes that that fig tree had withered. Look, you know, Lord, the, the tree that you've cursed, you fig. And we um, let's go on. And <laughs> you you cursed. Uh, verse twenty. Seeing this, the disciples were amazed and asked, "How did the fig tree wither all at once?" And Jesus answered and said to them. Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to this fig tree, but even if you say to the to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. And all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Cursing will not be one of the highest. Um, the... Um, most notable things that the disciples were do they were there to to um, to curse people left and right but there were there was the incident um, where um, where there was uh, the Simon the, the what was it Acts let's let's go to Acts I think it's Acts eight there was an incident there I just want to get this right. Um, Acts 8, Persecution Church, um, Philip in Samaria. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, there was verse 10. And they all, from the smallest to the greatest, were given attention to him, saying, This man is, is called... I'm going to have to back up on this. Um, verse 9 now there was a man named Simon who formerly was practicing magic in the, in the city and um, astonishing the people of Samaria claiming to be someone great and they all from the smallest to the greatest were given attention to him um, given him attention because he had a 
for a long time astonished them with magic arts. But when they believed Philip preaching the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were being baptized. And they were being baptized. He continued on with Philip. And as he observed signs and great great miracles taking place, he, he was constantly amazed. Now, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard the Samaritan had received the word of God, they, they sent them Peter and John, who came and prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit. We, took, we spoke about this on the Lord's Day, um, that um, today we believe in the Lord Jesus, uh, we, by faith, we trust in, this is post-apostolic period, um, and after when we pray these days when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ when we believe in, upon the Lord Jesus Christ for eternal life we re- immediately receive the Holy Spirit then they would be believed they would be baptized and then with laying on of hands they would receive the Holy Spirit who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit for he had not yet fallen on any of them they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they began laying on hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, when Sim, when Simon saw that the Spirit was bestowed up through laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, "Give this authority to me as well, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit." But Peter. This is where the cursing comes in with the faith. Peter is now a, a bold um, contender for the faith. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of money or of a gift of God with money. You have no part or portion in this matter for your heart is not right, right before God. Therefore repent of this wickedness of yours and pray that the pray the Lord that if possible the intention of your heart may be forgiven you for I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in bondage of iniquity but Simon answers and pray to the Lord for me yourselves so that nothing of what you have said may come to me so there is the there is that cursing, but through faith, you cur- as Jesus cursed the fig tree. Also, remember how um, how Peter, you know, br- brought in uh, Ananias and Sapphira, and how they lied against the Holy Spirit and dropped dead right there. So, that, uh, I don't know if that, maybe that's a bad one uh, example to come up, but that's just what Jesus is saying here. Um, Say, uh, and Jesus answered and said to him, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will, you will not only do what have, was done to this fig tree, cursing it, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. Um, I've, specifically, I don't know, picking up mountains and throw them into the sea, uh, maybe just a figure of speech, hyperbole. There's just something great. You can do greater things than these. 
and all the things that you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Believing you will receive. Remember that the power is not in the believing itself, but in the one whom they are trusting. Um, Another passage I want to take us to is James 1. James 1 where it comes into trusting. If I can get there. Stay with me, folks. There we go. Down here again. Um, okay. Um, but if anyone, verse 5. But if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith. Okay, that faith, pistuo, same word. Same word we use with believing, pistuo. He must ask in faith without, without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like uh, the surf. Let's see the word doubt here. Um, diacrino, diacrino, to waver or to doubt, is like a surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded, unstable in all of his ways. But the brother in humble circumstances is to glorify in his high position. So, um, so this is Jesus is taking the opportunity. You see, as we spoke of yesterday, when he saw this fig tree, he was he was hungry. Wanted something to eat, wanted to come, and wanted, um, and and even though it wasn't in season, the leaves were there. Should have been something on there, some buds. They were edible, maybe bitter, but um, but that was okay. Um, it, it, they were still edible. Still, they could have had a little bit of a breakfast that morning. And and I say that Jesus didn't curse the fig tree because he was mad. I say he cursed the fig tree as a as an object lesson, um, for a short-term object lesson, teaching faith to his disciples, and number two, as a prophetical statement of what's getting, what's going to happen to Jerusalem. And um, Jerusalem, the center of religious activity. It, that's where the temple was. That's where people came three times a year, made pilgrimages. Men came three times a year to... Uh, uh, for uh, as designated by the Word of God, but it was a uh, but it was also a very decadent place as well. Um, remember that when the Magi came to Jerusalem looking for the Messiah, looking for the King of the Jews, that was the most obvious place that they would come. Uh, but he was. Uh, but it was. Um, how did the Magi? The Magi followed the star out from Jerusalem and um, went to Bethlehem where Jesus was actually born. All right. Going back to our passage. So, um, but even if, if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. And all, 
and ask and all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. These guys are ministry. These guys are the foundation of the of the laying out of the church. These disciples are now transitioning with the death well with the death of Jesus uh, and um and they are transitioning from being learners of the word of God to apostles which is which are those who are sent out. Um just a word of the apostles. These twelve um which will include Matthias later on and then Paul as the um apostle to the to the Gentiles, they are going to lay out the foundation of the church and the when Jesus said to Peter that the devil has requested to sift you all like wheat he certainly sifted the apostles he certainly sifted them all all of them dying uh, martyrs death except for John but of course they're going to be attacked because that what was coming going to be the church in the full brunt and and that may also apply to us today. He's, uh, Satan still is doing the sifting. But especially for them, because that, that, was, a, that was a strategic part of the, the, histor- uh, the biblical uh, hist- history. Biblical, I'm saying strategic part of history because it was the foundation of the church. And um, so they are going to have power. Power unlike we have today. There are people that are still striving to to lay hands on people, to bring on the spirit. No, that was that period of time was the um, the apostolic age, the age of these apostles. It's not it's not today, folks. We're not laying our hands on people to 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 um, for the spirit to come upon them. Nor are we speaking in tongues. Nor um, these things were the, these things at the beginning of the church age were necessary. They were the credit card. They they brought attention to these specific men and the laying down of the foundation. And um, so their their faith this this was specifically to them. Now to us, we also are we live our lives by faith. We. Um, Everything that we do in regards to our Lord, everything everything that comes from us is not from the energy of the flesh, but it's from the it's from faith. It's and how how do we receive faith? Faith comes through hearing, and hearing the message of Christ. Some of us get up in the morning. I know uh, my brother. My brother gets up um, early in the morning. And you can come down, and if you pass by his house, there'll be a light on, you know, the, 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 the that small light by the couch where he's reading his Bible. We are there are those that are getting up, um, and the more mom mom's up, she's got her Bible open. It's the morning watch, and um, you know, some people get up and vitamin, uh, take vitamins, exercise, do whatever they can in the morning. There ain't nothing more important. And you would almost call it first fruits. But whenever you do that, whatever your regiment and taking in the word of God each day, 
You're taking in a spiritual sustenance. You're growing in that faith. You can't, when it comes to believing, you can't just conjure up faith. To tell somebody, hey, you got, hey, you got to have faith. You know, if somebody's falling apart and they come up and you say, well, listen, buddy, you just got to have faith. You can't do that. You can't exercise what you do not have. And you can't conjure up faith. When you're walking in the Lord and you're walking in the Spirit, you've got the Word of God open. You're learning the Word of God. on, And I'm going to say on a consistent, persistent basis, a daily regimen of God's Word. However you do that, I'm, I'll, I'll give a plug. I'll give a plug to uh, my, uh, my friend uh, Bob Bolander. Get on his site. Um, it's um, AustinBibleChurch.com. We got we got forty some days before the new year, and make it maybe make it next year to go through the Bible with Bob. Every uh, three hundred sixty five lessons to get you through the Bible, um, and and um, it's a wonderful study, uh, wonderful study, um, and it it opens up your eyes to the full um, spectrum of the Word of God. But however you do it, and whatever your regimen is, and whatever you do it. You should be opening that book every day. And what that's doing is building up that faith. Building up that faith structure inside. You're, and from that faith, the fruit come, bears fruit. And not from the energy of the flesh. And the things that you do is not for blessing, but because you've already been blessed. And everything is coming out. And it's what Paul says, that everything that is not of faith is sin. Pasamartia Estin. Um, so, um, anyway. And Jesus answered and said to them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. And maybe maybe this is talking about Jerusalem, um, because there's also the the um, image of Jerusalem again in AD seventy that it's going to be wiped out under the leadership under the uh, under the command of uh, the Roman general Titus. He's going to move in, and it's going. It I guess to this day historically. It's probably well. I can I can think I can safely say it was the worst day in all of uh, history of Israel. But you know what? It's not going to be the worst day for the world because their time is coming with the second coming, that great and terrible day of the Lord for them. But well, um, question here now: When he wipes out Israel, when he curses that tree Israel let's say that tree is Israel is he done with Israel no he's not let's look at Romans 11, I think it's Romans 11 one we turn to I say to you or I say that God has not rejected his people has he may it never be for I too am an Israelite a descendant of Abraham, 
of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says in the passage about Elijah? How he pleads with God against Israel. Lord, they have killed the prophets, they have torn down the altars, and have, uh, and I alone am left, and they are seeking my life. But what is the divine response to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed a knee to Baal. So if God is not done with Israel, yes, a curse came upon it because of their la- their faithfulness, or faithlessness. But... Um, the church is not a contingent. Also understand that. The apostles are going to lay out the foundation of the church. But um, but the church is not a contingent plan. It was, always, it was always a part of the plan from eternity past. From even Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. That, uh, that the ones that are going to rule. Man, God created man, both male and female, and gave them dominion over the uh, over the earth. And that and that um, and what God had prom- what God had ordained, He intends to bring to its culmination. And that Adam, the last Adam, is the Lord Jesus Christ. The female part of that is the church. And they are going to be co co heirs to the uh, co rulers of the earth. Let's close out in prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity of fellowshipping in your word this morning. We pray, Heavenly Father, God the Holy Spirit will continue to strengthen us, to teach us these things. I, um, you've got a bumbling pastor here sometimes and, and, and speaker that kind of trips over his words, but. Thank you, Lord, for the Spirit, because the Spirit takes God, the Spirit is the one that's teaching the heart. So, I, with all confidence, I, I know that the word goes out to anyone that whose heart's open to it. So, be with, be with us, Heavenly Father. I pray, Heavenly Father, that as we approach that the new year, that we will not wait till the new new year to make a resolution let's start now to be in the practice of doing what is right in your eyes to building up our faith to getting in the word to strengthening our lives in your word that when the crisis hit when the when the storm comes and the water rises and and it beats against the house our foundation will be firm already firm because of the word of god that we stand upon We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your grace, your mercy, your kindness. And all these things we pray in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Another fine day in the Lord. Keep your armor on. Keep fighting a good fight of faith. Lord will, a spirit guide, rapture penny. We'll be back here in the a.m. Thank you for joining us. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.